Hi everyone, and welcome back to our Fruits of the Spirit Deeper, um, where we go deeper into various aspects of the Fruit of the Spirit. I'm sure you could have guessed that without me having to explain it. Um, but it is uh, our joy to sit with Mike and Ali Rothwell um, as we look at kindness in particular. You don't need to roll your eyes at that, Mike. <laughs> um, and when we were kind of putting this together, um, it was um, very easy for us to come up with the people that we should talk to when it came to kindness because you guys exhibit this by the bucket loads and really set an example to, to the community at the at church. And so um, uh, we just thought it'd be great to kind of unpack all of the wisdom and also the experience and the, uh, I don't know, what's the right word? Just like the, the calling that you have um, uh, towards acting in this kind of way, which of course we know is part of just the life and the spirit. But um, yeah, I I'm excited. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say in my rambling way. So, uh, uh, but I wonder um, if we could just start off by looking at um, whether there is a difference between kindness in the world and kindness from a kind of biblical perspective. Um, what would you say that kindness is uh, in the world, I guess? The dictionary definition, <laughs> done my homework, the dictionary well definition of kindness is about helpfulness and sympathy. Okay. Um, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, sympathy being like uh, trying to feel like... Yeah, yeah. Be trying to feel like somebody and therefore knowing what to do to help them yeah, to okay. feel better, I yeah. suppose. Um, a biblical kindness in the way it's talked about in Galatians anyway, is more of a, um, a well-fitted kindness. So it's a, it's a kindness that meets the real need of somebody, okay. which might not be what you see from the outside and when you're sympathising with somebody and trying to help somebody, a real need can actually be quite different, can't it? Okay. Um, so it's, it's more of... God's way of being kind to somebody at the right time in exactly the right place and all that type of thing okay. because it's reflecting God because it's a fruit of the spirit it's reflecting how God's kind to us and therefore that's how we learn to be kind to other people okay yeah yeah so Galatians there you go <laughs> Galatians no not Galatians Ephesians 2 verse 6 to 7 says God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Okay. So for me, reading that, it means it's sacrificial. Okay. Because God, when he sent his son, sacrificed his son. And if we're reflecting how God is kind... Our kindness is sacrificial, mm. so it doesn't necessarily fit into when we want to do something, yeah. or how we want to do something, or to whom we want to do something. Yeah. It's different to that. Um, so it might be we feel really tired or really busy or something like that, and we know that the spirit is prompting us to go and do something specific to maybe somebody that we would rather not go and do that to. Um, and it's responding to that, recognising that, and responding to that yeah. as well. Okay. And there's also, I think, an intentionality in it. 
It's not just the random act of kindness. Mm. It's not just the um, the sort of spur of the moment, something happens and that means that you respond, although that obviously does happen and the Holy yeah. Spirit will prompt you to do that. But when God, going back to that verse, when God sent Jesus, he planned that. He knew that that's what he was going to do. Yeah. And that was his way of showing kindness. And in our kindness, we can be intentional. We can plan ways to be kind to yeah. people, whoever those people are. We mm. can look for that. Um, we can ask God for that. Mm. And I think they're the areas then when it makes it different than just worldly kindness. And that's an area that if we learn to act like that, that sets us apart from yeah. how the world would be kind. Yeah, it's interesting that because um, just as you were talking, I was reminded of, um, remember when the COVID pandemic struck and there was just this kind of like wave of kindness mm. from society. And I remember thinking at the time, I mean, we probably had a discussion about it, um, but I remember thinking, how how does the church look any different from society? Yeah. Because society really did pull together, didn't yes, it? Yes, it did. The whole, um, the, the NHS was kind of oversubscribed with volunteers and people were knocking on the neighbours' doors and, you know, the whole clapping for the NHS and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was just a, a wave of kindness that took place. I was listening to a, a book about um, the seven deadly sins, mm -hmm. and it was talking about how um, uh, one of these, and, and people that are listening or watching this, please don't take this in the wrong context, but um, uh, oh, in the wrong way, they, they, were, they were talking about um, vainglory and how one aspect of vainglory is the need to be on the uh, the new thing, the new trend, and so I mean, immediately what sprung to mind was like the uh, the latest fashion trend, or the mm -hmm. making sure that you're watching the latest episode so that you can talk about it with your with your friends or your colleagues or whatever. But there was certainly an aspect of the the, the kindness that was that was wrought by society at the time was very much needed and was responding to a moment. Yes. But at the same time, everyone was doing it. So if you weren't doing it, you were you 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 were missing out, so to speak. Mm. And so there was this piling in of being kind of generous and looking out for one another. But I guess one of the the marks that the church should be looking for is the longevity yeah. of that that intentionality that yeah. you were talking about, and and not just being kind for the um, for the vain glory, so to speak. For the I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Yeah. Where there, there is, so so often there's that implicit um, understanding of I'm going to do. I, I have it with with Bonnie where I'm like uh, I'm looking after the kids, so I, I can bank up some hours <laughs> where I can have freedom. <laughs> but that that's not that's not showing kindness. That's just a kind of, but isn't a kind of selfishness. But also a um, there's no sacrifice in that because I'm expecting something off the back of it. Where you, I mean, you were talking about the, in that Ephesians verse about God's grace being given. It's the, the free gift of God. That's, yeah. The, yeah. that's what grace is. And, and, and that is showing God's kindness. And, and we all know, I think we all know, that the, the sacrifice that goes into that. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really key part of, of what you were saying in that. I think there's a consistency in it as well. I think sometimes... Sometimes it's just a one-off 
it's, it's very much at that particular time, that particular person, this, and sometimes it's that particular person for however long as well. So it's, a, it's, it's continuing to do something yeah. and not giving up on that person or not, if they don't respond or whatever, not expecting anything back, just doing it because that's what God's asking you to do, yeah, what yeah. the Holy Spirit's challenging you to do. Yeah, it's the, um, the, the kind of manifestation of the action of love, isn't it? That yeah, yeah. Stuff that's going on and an attitude behind it as well of mm. um, not just doing it because you feel like we should do it to be good Christians. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is what I want to do. This is yeah. part of my calling, my ministry. This is this is just who I am. What well, um, uh, I, I guess when we when we look at this stuff, uh, the archetype for us typically is Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what kind of things do we see Jesus doing? And maybe the the kind of the the New Testament church or the early church. I would rather say because if you're not a New Testament church, what are you? <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yeah, what, what kind of things do we see taking place there that really um, set these people apart in terms of their kindness? I think when Ali was talking about the, the, the sacrificial side of kindness, I was thinking how you, you read in the New Testament how there was a famine and the, the churches took an offering. But the way that Paul describes it in, in Corinthians, he talks about out of their poverty, Mm-hmm. they gave mm-hmm. the they 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 were giving sacrificially it, it it was almost they were in a position where if you took the world's um view of kindness these christians were in a position where it was well we need to help you they're there you're really poor whereas actually they didn't see it like that mm-hmm. they saw them even though financially or in terms of um their possessions they were poor but yet they were rich and they were rich enough to then be able to give mm. so it almost contrasts the two yeah. that you would look at them and think they were poor and I can remember um, the team a few years ago went to Zambia and some of the tales they came back with of, of people who had immaterial wealth they had nothing mm. but yet they had Jesus and because they had Jesus yes. they just wanted to share what little they had yeah. and they were such a blessing it was that it was just there this overflow and the early church demonstrates that but it's still taking place, taking place now and, and the, the the planning aspect um, reminded me of um, in the early days of the church there was a lady who was part of the church called Helen and Helen, each month or each week out of a salary, would put aside some money. And it was almost like a blessing pot that she created. She didn't necessarily know what it was for. She just felt that God wanted her to put this aside and that at the right time, God would show her what to do yeah. with this money. So there was that planning aspect of kindness. Preparing for generosity. Yeah, preparing for generosity. Yeah. And and I can remember joining um, joining church, and I didn't I didn't have a, a car. Most of the and I lived where we are, where we now live in Ainsdale, and most of the um, things were happening towards the centre of town or at the north end of town. And she felt that God wanted her to give me some of the money so I could buy a bike. Oh, wow. So she, she paid for a push bike. 
which I would terrorise. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, you see, Bernie, we know Bernie cycles a lot, and Bernie's a nice, safe cyclist, whereas, you know, I would be there, you know, <laughs> charging yeah. along Cemetery Road and doing all sorts on this bike that maybe... I so you're actually not very kind for wider society. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't outworking it in the same way that Helen was, but I, I, it really struck me that preparedness, that intentionality, um, intentionity. Yeah, yeah. and and then being open yeah. to whatever God then says. Now's the time. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. yeah, that's good. The the early church offering as well that they they took it was. Uh, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around just how radical it was because of the times that we live mm. in now. Mm. But um, Gentiles didn't raise money for Jews. It just no. didn't happen. No, you, didn't, yeah. you, you looked after your community of people. And, that, mm. and even then, that would could be a pretty tight-knit group of people. Mm. And you would only really see um, kind of a grace given or charity given um, when you had the uber-rich and they had the patrons and all of that mm. kind of stuff the clients and you have this system kind of, there was no welfare state it was up to the rich to do mm. as they thought best yeah. but you have a community of people who aren't rich yeah but in their in their love of jesus and in their love of an understanding of a wider community gave out of their poverty and that just it just was not done mm. well in our days of children in need and all of that kind of stuff where people give and it's just it's part of our social consciousness really um but it's all birthed from this language of generosity that paul <laughs> is really in building into the church from which now becomes a cornerstone of our state and we just don't understand how how radical that was at the time that just that just didn't happen mm. and that the act of kindness really particularly when it's coming from an unexpected place is yeah. it's a radical act isn't it yeah. it's something that's really really significant and I think, you know, people can often think, oh, we have this New Testament lovey-dovey Jesus who just wants to shower love on people. But in the Old Testament, you, you see a God whose heart bleeds, mm. don't you, and wants to show kindness towards society. I don't know, maybe you want to talk about that. Um, no, I was actually thinking when you were um, saying about God just wanting to show kindness and to the society, uh, this is going to be a really random verse, okay, a random thought, but be warned. But you quite often, and I, I can't remember where we heard it recently, um, it was somebody commenting on something and the sun shines on the righteous. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, that's not what the verse says. It does say that, but there's another bit, because it says the sun shines on the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm. That it goes back to what I was saying that it's not um, based on what you get back. You know, it's not that God says, Well, you've been good today, you're walking with me, therefore the sun's going to shine on you. Hmm. God blesses the world yeah. with sunshine and also with rain. Hmm. You know, some people like more rain than others, some people <laughs> like more sun than others. But we, but that, but the world tends to quote that half yeah. verse. Oh, I'm, you know, it's sunshine on me. I must be righteous. But actually, that's not what it, it, it is. Actually, God's kindness, God's gifting to the world that He 
looks after the whole world in a, yeah. in the in the same way, whether they're they're walking with him or yeah. not walking with him. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a really important point because you, you have the, the the in the kind of wisdom literature of the Bible, then where you have proverbs where it's kind of this: if I do good, then good things will happen to me. And, and then you have um, Ecclesiastes where <laughs> it's a bit cynical uh, to say the least. Of maybe that's not quite. Why are the evil people succeeding in the world? And then you have Job that you mm. uh, the the most righteous man on earth suffers the worst. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you can't. It's difficult to empathise with with Job because how can you imagine being? I mean, there is there is there is though and. Uh, we do believe it that there is there is the principle of sowing and reaping yeah yet sometimes we're expecting the reaping and that's why we're sowing yeah and i'm not sure really that that's what god means by (laughs) (laughs) sowing and reaping because you know i mean sadly we hear of um some churches where it's very much you give you give all this money to to god Give more, or give it to me as the pastor of the church or whatever, and God will bless you. And actually, that's a falseness. It's not like that. It's to do with the heart. Yeah, yeah. If the heart isn't in the right place, and the heart isn't giving, and and giving almost without expecting a return, yeah. it it doesn't it doesn't work in the sort of. Well, it goes back to the I'm righteous. The sun will shine on me. It's that. It's that sort of. Whereas some of the proverbs, I think I'm, I'm not disagreeing with what you say, yeah, yeah. but I do think there is there are good principles in there Absolutely. because it is if you lay this foundation, this is what God will do. It's but, a, but it's laying the foundation. <laughs> it's getting that balance between expectation and well, it's doing proverbs, it because it's yeah. the right thing to do, yeah, and then God goes, "This is the consequence yeah, of that." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, but sometimes we're trying to do stuff to. You, you've got me. You, you've got me slightly. Some of this conversation's got me because one of the things we did during um, um, lockdown was that we, um, or Ali, <laughs> I better, better correct this, baked for and we gave to the street. Yeah. Now initially, we did it ninja style, so just these packages of cakes or biscuits or whatever homemade would would. And because we were doing it almost as a sort of a kindness yeah, yeah. to them. But then you sort of think, well, actually, what we're trying to do is to build bridges over which we want to then walk with the gospel. But that wasn't where we started, really, was it? No, you just wanted to. Yeah, we had to, one of the houses changed ownership in the middle, somewhere well, within just, COVID. About two or three, year. yeah, within the first year. And... Uh, we knew a lady had moved in, and we'd seen children, so we knew there was, and we knew it was sort of an extended family, didn't we? Mm. Um, and we dropped off cake and included them. Didn't mm. think anything of it. And then this lady used to be in the front garden quite a lot, and we were walking. Yeah. So we got chatting over the wall, and we. She's a very lively, friendly character. Yeah, she is, yeah. And uh, she, um, well, we, we ended up having coffee, arranging to have a coffee. And I think by then we'd probably done a few drops of cake, haven't we? Mm. Um, and we were sat chatting. She said, oh, I've got to ask you if you know where all these cakes come from. <laughs> these cakes keep appearing. So I was explaining that it was us. And she said, oh, I don't understand why you would do that. So it just started off a conversation about that. Um, and got into us talking about church and God. And 
and we see each other really, we're good friends now, we see each other regularly and chat about all sorts of things, but she knows that there's a, there's a faith that I have and she asks for prayer, Great. she asks for prayer wow. for her family, she's been to things at church, actually okay. she keeps asking us when the next thing is that she can mm. come to socially at yeah. church. Um, and I think because of the community that we live in and the experience we have from each other, we forget that that isn't what the world has. But the people were just completely, mm. did, just didn't understand, did they? They no. just thought we were, they probably think we're slightly mad, but they didn't understand why would somebody do something like that. And that's not saying that there aren't people who aren't Christians who will do things like that. Yeah. Um, but it just it had a real impact, didn't it? It did. And, and I think it also had an impact. The, the first, say the first couple of times we did it, there was, we just did it anonymously. Yeah. And then um, as, as things started to open back up, we... Did we put a leaflet in about life groups? No, that was, that was, was, that, later? That was later. We did it, we did an afternoon tea, didn't we? When we could meet outside. Oh, here, that's right, yeah, yeah. Distantly. And it, they, not everybody responded. Yeah. But the next time we gave out, we went and did something for the whole street. We didn't just go, well, they never responded, we're gonna cross them out. We, 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 and we didn't just go to the people who had responded with a yes, I'm coming or no, I'm not. We, mm -hmm. we just carried on and we will carry on just doing the whole street, the whole street or this, this half the street in which we live. And it's not that, you know, some people we've never heard anything from, we've never had a thank you, we've never had an acknowledgement. Whereas other people, the, the numbers of, of those is, is diminishing yeah, dramatically. So that we, we now, and we now know most of the people that in this, in this you know, section of the street that we live in. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to talk and actually know names and mm. have that sort of relationship. Are you bringing it back to a time when uh, people did know the people on the street, yeah. and generally speaking now, that's just not the case at all, where you don't really know your neighbour, you might know your immediate neighbours, but other than that, but you... Recognise a few faces. Yeah, but you're yeah. creating a micro-community there, yeah. And, yeah. and using the uh, using it as, uh, you were saying, weren't you, about using it as bridges, just to share your faith. Mm. Not that you're wanting anything in particular, other than just an opportunity to share more with them, really, yeah. because we've got Jesus to share with them. Yeah. Yeah, and as yeah. I, as Ali said, we you're within the sort of the capability. We then put out the leaflet on yeah. life groups. Now, for some, we haven't heard from them again, <laughs> but for others, or for the vast majority, they've they've still kept that you know, yeah, interaction just going. Carol celebrations, or yeah, yeah and whatever. they just know where you. Yeah. And and there, you know, we're we're not we're not alone in this. I mean, I, I look at people like Dave and Sue Oliver, who and they live in a you know a nice cl a close yeah. sort of cul-de-sac, but they know most of the cul-de-sac, and the cul-de-sac know that they are Christians, and there's there's these bridges that they've built into the lives mm -hmm. of the people in the cul-de-sac, yeah. and that's by or one of the means of that is the kindness that they've shown mm -hmm. to those people. Yeah. Being there for the people when the people need them and doing things like 
to some, it's not it's not a there there sort of thing. It's bringing, expressing God yeah. to those people in the ways that they need at that time, not necessarily in the ways they want at that time, but the ways they need at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and some of the situations that they and Sir Oliver's neighbours have been through, or some of them have been through, you know, they've been there for them. Yeah, okay. And they're, you know, they're expressing that kindness mm-hmm. and expressing that or expressing Jesus to them. And they, the neighbours know that. Yeah. They're not unaware of that. Mm-hmm. And like with us, not everybody will react as we would want them to to that. But Jesus yes. is a stunt. Yes, yes. But yet, but <laughs> you say yet, but, but for some people, Jesus is a stumbling block. Yes. Yeah, We've got to recognise that. Yeah. But he doesn't stop us sharing his love and Absolutely. expressing that. Absolutely. So how did it all, um, I know that you've shared a couple of examples, but how did, um, uh, how did it all start with you guys? Where did it, um, how has it kind of grown to a place where you are now the people on the street that are known as the ones that go out and... <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Like, is this something that started when you were back in university, where you just you you caught hold of something and you go, yes, this is just part of who we are, or is it something that that you've kind of grown into over the course of the years? What's the? That's quite hard. I, I think it's a it's 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 a funny subject to talk about. Well, for me anyway. Well, I think for both of us, because it is. We're talking about a fruit of spirit, mm-hmm. so it's it's not us. It is us letting the spirit lead us and guide us. And you know, Ali touched on on that in what she said right at the yeah. beginning that it, it it's letting the spirit show you and then outwork that. And so, I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking this is again, sorry, random example. But I can remember having been to, I went to a place called Cliff College, which is a Bible college in the, in the Peak District. And the people there were scattered all around the country. And I kept in touch with um, some of them. I can, I can remember traveling to go and see one of them. And God said to me, take this book. Now I'd never read, I hadn't read this book. I was looking forward to reading it. And God said, take that with you. And as I'm driving, another guy who I hadn't seen since college, I passed him on the road. Now we're talking like, we're in the middle of the Devon countryside and stopped and chatted and the guy said, I'm I'm just going to see so-and-so, it's my birthday. (laughs) Well, happy birthday, Paul. And if I hadn't listened, and this is not big enough, it's it's just a little example, but it's like, if I hadn't listened to the take that book with you. Yeah. Now, I don't know what God did through that book in that guy's life. It wasn't, um, well, it's like, you know, you, you challenge it. I've got a nice list of books that you come up with. <laughs> you know, your dangerous prey and all that. That's a, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a subtle, nice, cosy Christian book. It was a, yeah, this is, this is going to be quite a challenge to you yeah. um, type of book. But I don't know what God wanted to say to him. Yeah. But, it's it's all about listening to the spirit, and I think it, it just it's a it's a it's a constant, mm-hmm. and some of the things the spirit will say will be uncomfortable. Yeah. Some of them will be random, 
and you're sort of, mm, is that God, is that not? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things, I mean, I have to say my wife impresses me, but one of the, one of the things that Ali impressed is that you will see Ali quite often in various settings, I'll be standing next to her and she'll have gone because God will have said, go and speak to somebody, go and do this, go and do that. And she'll do it. You know, you know it happens, doesn't it? <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily know immediately why God has done that. Yeah. But it's, it's expressing, you know, it's these random acts of kindness, isn't it? As a fruit. Yeah. yeah. And listening to the... The spirit. I think with all the gifts, all the fruits, start again, with all the fruits of the spirit, you develop in them as you walk more closely to the Holy Spirit. Mm. So, and I think sometimes it's easier to learn others, some more than others. And when, when, when I say learn, I don't, I don't mean in the sense that you sort of achieve being whatever. Because I, I was thinking about it when we were first talking about doing fruits of the spirit and thinking it's like you can um, compare it to a natural fruit in the same way that a natural fruit has a shelf life and will go off. If you don't use it for what it's meant for, yeah. it will rot and it will decay mm. um, and it will be useless. So when the Holy Spirit's nudging you to do things, if you're not obedient, you won't show whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you won't develop in showing whatever. So you yeah. never, because it's a gift, we never, um, gift of God, we never achieve being able to hold on to it, if you like. We've got to constantly, haven't we, day yeah. by day, walk close to the Holy Spirit and he will enable us to demonstrate whatever fruit he wants us to. Yeah. I think it's very dangerous if we say to the Holy Spirit, that's what we want to do, and then the Holy Spirit nudges and we go, not quite now, or <laughs> not to that person, or not whatever mm. the, the fruit is that we're talking about. I think you have to really want to be able to move like that because mm. it costs, yeah. mm. you know, and it's so worthwhile and it's so worthwhile doing. And you talk to people, and people are never disappointed. Things might not go as they expect, but people are never disappointed when they step out and God uses them. But we can so easily mm. forget that and get caught up in what we want to do mm. and yet our whole life is supposed to be about doing what God wants us to do isn't it Does that makes sense yeah 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 and and it, it is it is the better be careful how I put this but it, there are some people who most expect things good things to happen to them and they're they're expecting you to show a, a kindness to them or do something but it's the people who don't expect it or it's, I, I'm thinking of, of an example, um, then it's when, before we got married, where, where I was working, I thought it'd be great just to take this team that I work with, we'll all go out to lunch, I'll treat them, go out to lunch together. And one of the guys was quite a, um, I'd say godless, he was a nice guy, but he would take the mickey and he would, you know, he, he, he knew where I stood, but he, you know, no he way, he, he knew where he stood, <laughs> and, it, and it was, you know, it was a, and so he thought, hmm, Mike doesn't get on with it, and he was just, he was almost like, I don't mean, he was the word gobsmacked, but he was, he, he just couldn't understand that you would do something like that. That I would do something like that yeah. to him, 
even though I knew he didn't, you know, what he was like with me. Yeah. But it, but it, it, it spoke to him more than somebody that I, you know, who was a, a you know, I've got a friendship with. Well, let's go out for a meal together. You know, it, it, it actually spoke more to him. And he was quite, you know, it just couldn't, it just didn't compute. It just didn't sort of... There's that verse from Paul, uh, that Paul writes, I can't remember in which chapter, but he talks about doing a kindness to people that, that are your enemies, and it'll be like mm -hmm. pouring hot ash on their head. Not because it's like a, ha ha look, now I have the upper hand, but it's the, that it brings out something in them, isn't it? It's... Mm -hmm. it's uh, if you have hot ash poured on your head, you're going to notice <laughs> that yeah. it's there. And yeah. when that kind of situation happens, it hits them straight in the face and, and just blows them away, as, yeah. you, as you said. How, how have you, because um, you, you've talked about how kindness um, is a sacrificial cost. How have you um, been able to, uh, to carry on moving in kindness uh, in particularly busy seasons of your life? I know you're in a different season of your life, but it's still quite busy mm -hmm. with all of the pressures of, of work and what you're trying to do and building community and stuff. But you've also had seasons where you've had uh, twins and a, and a one-year-old, <laughs> you know, and all that kind of stuff. So how, how in those moments, and, and maybe one is different to the other, but how have you still managed to, to keep focused on what the Holy Spirit is calling you to do in, in those kind of challenging times? <laughs> well, I, I think we have to. I, I think there were times when we probably weren't as attuned as we would like to have been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I'm, I'm. I'm looking back and looking at some of the people who, um, as you say, we had. We ended up with three children under two years old, and then obviously, you know, they were 19 months apart all the way through there. But we would actually, um, some of the some of the young people in that would actually want to come and help, which is great. But then you build that relationship, and you almost like draw. They're drawn into your. I mean, you are doing this. You and Bonnie. You know, you you build relationships around your family, mm -hmm. and people who um, are drawn to you are drawn not just to you, but they know that you have a family, and they're drawn into that family. And God places the lonely in families. Yeah, very good. And yeah. it's, we, we built and we've lasting relationships mm. with some of the young people and, well, who were young people at that stage in, in, in the church because they, almost like we, we hadn't got much time because we're juggling all, every, everything, but they were willing to come and join that and therefore they became part of that. Yeah, okay. Not just so they could babysit, that's not the, but, it, but part of it, we do stuff, you know, stuff together and involve them in, in the family. Yeah. And it's... So kindness just look different during just, yeah. 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 And, and there, is a, there is a, there is a way in which you, you talked about people giving and things like, um, you know, comic relief or whatever. And th there are people who do stuff to raise money, but there are people who will just put their hand in their pocket. And sometimes it's it's easy. I know people struggle financially. We've talked about giving out of poverty. Yeah. Um, 
but for some people it's almost uh, well I can put yeah 20 pounds into that or oh I can give an offering no well actually the, the the offering isn't necessarily God's not necessarily uh, I can I can just feel Jeff kicking me at the moment God's <laughs> not necessarily looking for the money yeah. it's the heart that God's looking for yeah. and that will be can be outworked in in time I can, I can remember going back um, a few years now uh, John Sutton Smith needed a room decorating in his house and I said well, I can I can give up a a Saturday. It was before we had the children, so it wasn't like I was trying to escape the children. I can give up a, a Saturday. And John very wisely said, you know, this is more worth more to me than money. Mm. Because and it, time is a precious commodity. Yeah. And it's a thing we can gift mm-hmm. to you know, I mean, you were talking about the pressures of time, but actually, you know, going back to the illustration, inviting people into the family, we're giving time to them in the midst of all the mayhem that's going on. Yeah. And it's, we didn't have much money, so it wasn't, uh, but even if we had, it's not that that would be necessarily the thing that would express God yeah. to those people. It, you know, there are, there are other things. It's not all about money or things. Mm-hmm. I think also you learn from the way other people show the fruits of the Spirit to you, don't they? Mm, I was thinking yeah. through, there's been seasons in our lives together, and for me, before we were together, where people have shown me kindness mm. in a way that we're talking about. And you mm. learn, because of how people treat you, mm-hmm. You, you start to learn that as well. So sometimes in seasons maybe where, for whatever reason, you're not showing the fruit of the Spirit in maybe the way God wants you to. Um, other people can come along and demonstrate that to you. And that can remind you, can't it, as well? And almost mm-hmm. act as a, a provocation. It's a seed sown, isn't it? It is. If yeah. um, one of the purposes of fruit is not just to taste it, but to, to yeah. go and see more plants growing yeah. and fruit mm. harvested isn't it and it's um, we tend to it's uh, showing kindness because we need to do it and we're following the prompting of the spirit but actually there's there's seeds so in doing that isn't it yeah I, I was when you when i don't know if this is what you were thinking of or if this is a good example um, it was when our when um matthew and jonathan our youngest two are twins were, were quite new born children actually no it was with our first child Christopher <laughs> the change in that you've been two of you you've got to know each other and the next progression is you get married and then there's just two of you and then suddenly there's another person has arrived on this and we um it, for us the adjustment in that was quite you know some people just sort of sail through that we we not that we struggled with it but it was just like goodness gracious, all this time we've had is just gone and we can't do this, we can't do that. And, and I, can, I can remember somebody, um, a guy called Chris, pitched up on our back door one, early one evening and he said, I, you know, I, I'd just like to come and say hello, see how you're doing and what would you like me to do? 
and he came and he did the washing up and then he went <laughs> and all these years later we're talking 27 20, so like yeah. an angel pitched up because okay some people are saying sail through looking after the children but it, but it was just like early very early days sort of just can't keep on top of everything what's going on here it's, you know our normal tidy apps has just gone to pieces and, and he just you know prompted by god came and and expressed you know demonstrated kindness yeah expecting nothing in return yeah just how are you oh, yeah yeah. I mean, and it wasn't like we'd been sitting there praying, God, we could really do with something, do the washing up. You know, we only sort of, you know, we were trying to, we can cope with this, we all get on with it. But, you know, you just, you know, it, it's stuff like that that then makes you think, well, okay, well, how can we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other way. How has it worked? Just, oh, sorry, just before you go on, I'm not sure this is actually relevant, but. <laughs> but so this is a good story. But when you talk about being too busy, I've learned not to say that or try not to say that or think that now. Um, because I find if I start thinking about that, then when I'm prompted to do things, that's what comes into my head. Um, I haven't got enough time to do it because I need to do blah, 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 blah. Whereas now I try and think I have a lot on, which I know is only in some ways semantics. changing the phrase. But if I think I have a lot on, somehow slotting something else in isn't as big how can i fit it in and it's yeah. it's a positive i can look on i have a lot on because there's lots that i should be doing rather than i'm busy because i've taken on too much yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. and i've actually started now because we have a a reputation which isn't completely um warranted i don't think of being particularly particularly busy and I've asked people now not to say that because that makes me think that I am. Whereas if you think I've got a lot on and the Holy Spirit goes, well, on your way home, blah, 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 you can fit that in because you yeah. just have a lot of things on. Yeah, yeah. It's a positive. It's not a negative. Yeah. Sorry, that's just... No, that's very good though. It's, yeah. it's, it's good because it, it's something that inhibits us in yes. moving kindness, doesn't it? Yeah. You have the whole... Um, it's that saying, isn't it? The devil can't make you sin, it'll make you busy. Yeah. And the, the the busyness of people's lives is actually something that is it's something the church needs to speak against and to, to yeah. disciple people into because it, it inhibits in so many different areas, isn't yeah. it? But it's it's a lot easier to say, I'm too busy to do that than than to <laughs> reject the Holy Spirit on other areas so yeah. it's just a really easy way for the enemy to stop us from, from moving in there. and I think a, a, I think it's Tozer and a, this is a phrase that sort of has stuck in my head for many a year is the tyranny beware the tyranny of the urgent mm -hmm. the, the, we're talking about kindness and demonstrating that that's the important bit, yeah. but all some things come in, swirl around, they're urgent and demand your attention. And yes, you should, you need to do that, you need to do that. Actually, no, you don't. This is what you know, God has shown you. Yeah. That's the thing that you should be doing. Yeah. 
and all this urgent stuff isn't as important as what God's asked you to do. Yeah. And that's... Mm. That is, yeah. Recognising all the tension that goes on in your, your work and the bosses. <laughs> this needs doing, and this needs doing, and this needs doing. It, yeah, it's so easy to, or you're at home, your home life, and there's so much urgent stuff, but actually the important thing is your, your kids that need your attention, mm. need you to be present, and the, actually the dishes don't need doing. Yeah. You know, it's all that kind of thing, isn't it? The, yeah, Chris will come round and do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> how has um, uh, how is moving in kindness affected your marriage together? As you've been kind to one another, <laughs> you kind to each other as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do we have to work this? Do we this out within the marriage? I I think actually I'll 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 say something and then you can move across it. <laughs> I, I think sometimes um, one of my enjoyments in marriage is what I can No, I'm not far enough away. I might not be thinking that. Either. <laughs> well, I think one of my, one of my enjoyments in, in marriage for me is and, and it's from my perspective, so I have to say that. But is is to bless Sally, to to look after her, to be kind to her, or ex, or express kindness to her. But sometimes, and it comes back to one of the things Ali said right right at the beginning, is that kindness is what God shows you to do, not. It's different than the definition of the world, and, and sometimes um, there is a frustration expressed by the person I'm trying to bless, <laughs> by the extent of which I'm trying to bless, because it's that's and and that then means that I've missed it, okay. because it it isn't this it isn't this constant giving or doing that builds reliance. Kindness isn't about that. It, it's, it's bringing into someone's life or doing something for someone that is what they need at the time, which will then build them up, that they can stand and do themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, Ali touched on that it, it might not be a one-off. Yeah. It might be that God lays somebody on your heart and there's a situation and you need to stand with somebody and you're... There's a there's a longevity to it, and of course that's the case in marriage, isn't it? But yeah. it, but but you what so, you're not, yeah. <laughs> but what you're not, <laughs> but what you're not trying to create is a dependency, yeah. Yeah. and and a dependency on the one side, and almost like a need for purpose on the other side. Okay. So you know, I I um, one of my drivers, I think is. Is almost needing to feel useful. Yeah. Okay. And that, but I've got to be conscious of that mm -hmm. because I outwork that in a way that doesn't necessarily bless people all the time, because it's something that's driving me. Yeah. Now God can take that and use that if I'm sensitive to Him. Yeah. But sometimes there's too much going on, isn't yeah. there? Too much kindness. <laughs> 
Well, and you can you can make that an idol as well, can't you? Mm. In the in the the need to be seen as useful or, or whatever, and it's who is seeing that, and uh, we just have to be really careful. And it's so easy for it just to, just to flip and just to switch when, um, and yeah, it's mm. good that you shared that. How about you, Ali? Well, I was thinking when Mike was talking, it's the it's accepting kindness as well, mm. Mike. Mike would do everything, would just do everything. But in, in, for me, it's, well, for us, it's taken us, or it took us quite a few years to work out, or for Mike to understand that I want to be able to bless him. I want to show him kindness in the same way that he wants to do with me. But he's so, taking everything. So, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll buy my Christmas presents for myself. Well, this is what I'll <laughs> Two-way, it's a two-way thing. A marriage is a two-way thing, isn't it? And yeah. it's learning how to how to walk together, healthily walk together. Yes, healthily walk together. Yeah. 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 Oh, excellent. How um, uh, would you, if with people that are listening or watching at the moment, how would you encourage them to to move and to step out and kind of if they're maybe they're just a bit afraid of doing it maybe there's not quite so much boldness maybe they feel like they don't have the creativity to uh, or the baking skills <laughs> <laughs> what how would you encourage anybody that is uh, listening that feel like yeah actually i could do a bit more in that i think for everybody god will take you at the pace that he knows that you can go mm-hmm. and i think god always uses us in terms of our gifting and our talents and our mm. ability, yeah. how we speak, how we communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll take people to the right people for them to go to at the right time, won't he? I mean, that's what he does, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, and God in, in, as in, I was gonna say as in everything, I don't know that's quite true, but God doesn't drop us in the deep end unless God knows that actually we're going to cope That's with being dropped in the deep end. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time we move step by step, mm-hmm. don't we? So you can, I would say, you turn to God and say, I would love to be able to move more in this and I will want to walk closer to your Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and be prompted to do this more. And then when God says, do this, it's believing that he knows us better than we know us and that we can do it and that we're not going to, you know, we don't, as Mike was saying, you know, some people have been far more positive about things down the road than others. Mm. Um, so we don't always get the response that we're expecting or perhaps want. But God, particularly I think in early days when you're stepping out in things, God just wants to encourage us to do more. Mm. Um, so it's just, well, for me, I think it's trusting that he's going to take us places where it's safe for us to go. Yeah. Not necessarily not challenging or heart thumping or legs wobbling mm. as you head off down the street or whatever, but knowing that he's going to give us the words and he's going to give us to the right people yeah. at the right time. I, th- I think it's really important mm. as well because I think um, sometimes people can say, look at what you guys have achieved in starting to build this community and they've gone, oh great, how, how fantastic is, is that? I wish I'd be able to do that. But when you look at that big picture thing, the amount of work and time and effort that's gone into it can seem quite overwhelming. Remember um, talking with Nora Alfaskaland, who leads a workout in the Philippines, mm-hmm. when it started like, twenty years ago or something, and to to reach the poor and needy and to uplift the poor and, and all that kind of stuff. And you 
see what they've got now and they've got 120 churches planted in the south and they're, they're reaching hundreds of kids and helping them get through school and all that you know just loads of incredible things you just go no ralph how have you done like you, you've had this vision and seen it happen he's like to be honest with you harry i just did what jesus told me to do yeah. and it's that step by step it wasn't this grand plan that they they managed to know exactly what to do at the right time right from the very beginning it was just that simple obedience to jesus yeah. simple but not easy yeah um and i think that's really important just start where you're at yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, don't don't expect for this grand and maybe the grand stuff will happen but our greatest um success is just obeying jesus in the yeah moment, isn't it? yeah just, just no i was just going to say in the you know you can we we knew that we moved here how many years ago did we move here? Six. Six years ago. We knew moving here that this was exactly where God wanted to, us to be, to reach our neighbours, our mm. road. We knew that really, really specifically. So, and it's dangerous for somebody, I keep saying dangerous, sorry. But it's dangerous for somebody looking at us, for example, and thinking, that's what I want to do. We, we are doing things partly because we know the vision that God's given us for being yeah. here and that's part of what we're supposed to be doing whereas for somebody else there might be a particular family or a particular individual and God wants whoever that person is just to pour their life out into that particular family or into that particular individual for a period of time so yeah. it's it's walking step by step with Jesus but it's it's not comparing what God's given Very you good. to do um, mm. because you never know do you the impact on that one family or that one person mm. could spread the gospel like wildfire mm. you have no idea what the ramifications are mm. when you take one small step of obedience it's uh, it's really powerful isn't it so mm. not comparing mm. just doing what Jesus tells you to do and being amazed when you look back 10 years later and you see yeah. where you've ended up yeah. it's exciting isn't yeah, it? It's very exciting. yeah it is not looking the God might show you, like Ali said, we, we, we felt when we moved here, it was for pur a, a, the purpose of reaching into this area. Mm. Um, but God, God showed us that, but not the how. Yeah. Yeah. And it, God might show you the end or, or sort of the vision, but the thing, you've, the thing you have to do is just take the step. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's the step that he shows you now. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it might not be a big step. You think, I've got all this, I've got to get to all that. But actually, it's the first step, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and you just do what God's shown you now. Yeah. So, I mean, there'll be, there'll be you know, somebody watching this and God's laid somebody on their heart. Mm -hmm. Well, take a step towards them, contact them. What, yeah. you know, just. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I remember when we, we got married, we, um, didn't have a lot financially. We didn't have very well paid jobs. Yeah. Some would argue, I might argue, we still don't have very well paid jobs. <laughs> right. Um, but, but we would look at, at some people and think, wow, they've just got, how are we ever going to get to that? Yeah. But actually, over the years, and it might be, um, you know, I don't think we, 
we've got lots of wealth in our house, but we've got a lot more than we had. Yeah. But, you know, people might come into our house and think, I can never have a house like this. Well, actually, yes, you can. Or, you know, you'll have the house that God wants you and he will provide for you. Yeah. And it's, it's that building, isn't it? Like you were talking about Noralf, it's the, yeah, God's got this plan. Mm -hmm. And the thing we've got to do is to mm. be obedient. Yeah. Be open, be obedient, and take the first step, no matter how small mm -hmm. we think that is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's almost the do something. Yeah. We can't sit there and expect it to come. Oh, I'm gonna, you know, when we're talking about fruit of the spirit. We're almost like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna display kindness. Well, it's a doing. Yeah. It's an outworking. It's not just gonna. And sometimes when you first, well, I suppose at all different stages, you feel like you're like where you're supposed to be going is there, and actually you feel like the steps are taking you sort of that way. But actually, what you don't realise at the time is that you're learning as you're doing this. You're learning because you need to know and understand and have learned all of this before you can get to that. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to go down those steps that God's showing you, you can't get over there because you haven't mm -hmm. learned what you need to learn. Yeah. So it's accepting what God wants you to do and showing it's you what God wants you to faith, do. Yeah. And, and those steps aren't necessarily in the direction you think, because you, you, were, you were saying over there and you were heading that way. Yeah. It's that you, you, if you follow God, his path's not necessarily boom, boom. It yeah. can take you into it, but it'll take you into all the thing, places that he needs you. Yeah. To take you and yeah. the things that he needs you to learn yeah, in the way. Like, uh, David, isn't it, where he's anointed to be king and then he has to wait 15 years yeah. before he, yeah. he gets king? Yeah, or, I mean, or Joseph, the, the, Joseph, in the Old yeah, Testament, there's a lot of. And still demonstrating kindness to his yes. Yes. horrible brothers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Right, well, I think we have done quite a bit of work on <laughs> But if, uh, if you're listening, if you're watching, and you want to get in touch, if you want to ask Mike and Ali a question, then um, the email um, to get in touch with the church uh, is available wherever you're watching or where you're listening. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. But we'll see you again next time. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>